Alright, here we go. Hello everyone and welcome to Let's Be Real. On today's show, we are going to be covering the Warner Brothers release slate changes, Dune 2 casting news, the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer, the God of War TV series announcement, an update on Deadpool 3, the Boys Season 3 trailer, the Director's Guild Awards, the Critic Choice Awards and the BAFTA winners, and of course, our box office roundup. So yeah, a heavy news week on our front. Um, yeah, mm. just so much diverse topics here. You know, I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, you're bloody lucky, mate. You get <laughs> so much to cover this week. So much this to cover, yeah. So stacked. Yeah, and I just love how it's like a mixture. You know, you got a couple of trailers in here. You got some, you know, director, you know, casting announcement, release date changes, award season stuff. It's just everything. Mm. Um, but yeah, anyway, you guys know the drill. But for those of you tuning into Let's Be Real for the first time. Essentially, what we do here is we dive into the world, uh, into the big news of the week in the world of TV, film, streaming, and more. My name is James, and I'm your host for today's episode. I am, as per usual, joined by my movie games lads, Nan and Kyan. How are we doing, boys? Good, good. Yep, same as Kyan. Same as Kyan. <laughs> <laughs> same as me. Did that double good, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Before we get started, I just want to take a quick moment to thank anyone joining us today on Let's Be Real. We really do appreciate it. I hope everyone is having a fantastic day so far. And as always, it's a pleasure to be a part of it. Lots to discuss here today, lads. So let's get to it. First up, we got some big news. You know, um, Tuesday morning I was working and my phone was just going off. And it was just, you know, release date changes after release date changes. And I was so confused because they were so wild and unexpected and dramatic in Mm. its own sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the changes include DC League of Super Pets moves from May 20th to July 29th. The Flash moves from November 4th this year to June 23rd next year. Aquaman moves from December 16th this year to March 17th next year. Wonka moves from March 17th next year to December 15th next year. Shazam! Fury of the Gods moves from June 2nd next year to December 16th this year it's a mouthful i gotta catch my breath but sorry uh, <laughs> it's a lot but uh yeah no for the dc movies deadline does report that the there are just delays in post-production you know uh, vfx shots and stuff like that so they just want a bit more time to finish them um apparently the wonka movie it's a christmas themed movie so uh to move it to the holiday period it is pretty much no brainer from warner brothers mm. um and yeah, so lads, what do you think of these changes and which one was the most surprising to you guys? It is very interesting. Like, like you said, you're working and then you got all these notifications. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. Like I know, literally yeah. nowhere. And yeah. it's from a big studio too. So yeah. it's definitely interesting. I mean, I'll get to Wonka first because that's probably the least thing I'll just speak about. But mm. like, it makes sense if it's filmed during Christmas time. Yeah. You have it released during that Christmas period to like capitalize mm. on that. So that is a smart move on their part. Um, Shazam getting moved up. I'm quite surprised by that. I, I know. Mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. you said yeah. what? It was uh, June 2nd. That's like a year and a half away. And it's been moved up to the end of this year. Yeah. Taking Aquaman's spot. That That is very surprising. Mm. But then also what's very interesting is that Black Adam and Shazam are both releasing this year. Yeah. And, bla- and for comic book, oh um, yes, co- co- yeah. comic book um, people, that's not not 
they, they don't know this comic book. Yeah. Black Adam is essentially the Joker to Shazam, yep. Batman. The so doppelganger villain mm. in a way, yeah. in a sense, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he's like his big bad. So mm. one has to think, are they like going to see secretly for either one of those movies, like shoot a scene mm. where we're all connecting to each other? That's interesting. That's a, yeah, 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 it good is. Point. Um, I could definitely see a cameo on this. Mm. Uh, th- the other thing is, is that uh, Shazam is pretty much taken um aquaman spot yep which we all know from last week's episode avatar's released on that same day yeah i am very surprised that that warner brothers is sticking with that date because whether whether you're excited for avatar or not Mm. you know avatar's going to dominate the box office for that week yeah month yeah it will yeah like if you want a movie to go come out and be successful you release it prior I'm surprised yeah. DC hasn't done that. Like they could have released it two weeks before, gone in two weeks, good, like pure mm-hmm. box office from that, and then like be happy with like people going to Avatar, the people where they get told it's not sold out, they can go to Shazam, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, in terms of Flash, um, I've heard mixed things. I don't know if these are true or not, but I've seen reports where. Because the original reports was Ben Affleck's Batman was going to die. Mm-hmm. Keaton's Batman was going to take over. Yeah. It's now opposite. Well, not opposite, but like I've oh, heard wow. that Ben Affleck's Batman is going to live. Yeah. And they're filming stuff with Henry Cavill in it as well. Wow. Mm, yeah. I mean, like take with like the pinches of salt ever. <laughs> like I've, I just read it from like a couple of sites and stuff. So mm. I don't know if this is true, but that, if that is true, then... It could show that the Snyderverse is still going to continue in a way mm. while pushing DCU further. Yeah. And then in terms of Aquaman, I think it just it's going to benefit Aquaman at the end of the day. I mean, Aquaman is underwater, and yeah. we saw how good the underwater scenes were in the first one. Mm. Like in the second one, it's going to be better because it, it's been delayed by X amount of months. So, yeah. 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 Um, it's surprise. Hit or miss with DC in terms of like the delay structure and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I totally agree. It's it's wild, lots of wild changes in here. Um, specifically, for, I mean, the one that caught my eye the most was um, hearing that Wonka is a Christmas movie. Like, suddenly. Suddenly it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> it was going to release, Mar- release March 3rd, not Christmas period. Yeah. And then now they've decided it's a Christmas movie. Are they just going to do reshoots of scenes like they did with wonder woman 1984 where they're like oh, oh look it's christmas theme now i hadn't considered bro, that bro yeah. those, those were the best scenes in that movie <laughs> <laughs> um i mean it i guess it makes sense to to an extent that um you know aquaman was like to me that's the most expected delay yeah like we all saw this coming um to an extent we we kind yeah. of well, yeah, felt this was going to happen. It was inevitable. Nayan said it last week that it's it has to move. It's against yeah. Avatar. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. So mm-hmm. it was inevitably going to move. Yeah. Um, I think that as far as far as I understand, it just sort of went in post production relatively recently. Um, Aquaman, t- mm. uh, Aquaman two. Mm. So I think it would just logistically be too difficult for them to move it um, forward. Yeah too much because mm. then you 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 don't have enough time for post mm. um so it, it was probably one of those situations where they had no choice yeah, yeah. Sh- shazam's done right that's in post right now right yeah it's Which, telling. yeah it it's surprises me yeah. but yeah. maybe that was He's a sort of a slate thing that yeah. they like it was done a while ago I, I yeah i always thought it was filming prematurely but i guess it's right mm. on schedule 
Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess, I mean, to me, the most surprising change is, is Wonka, really. Like, from March to December, that's a huge jump. That's nine yeah. months. Yeah. Um, that's, that's huge. Mm. I, it makes sense. The previous uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was very much a Christmas film. Very Christmassy, in a sense. Yeah. Um, the original even has those sort of, like, child fulfillment sort of overtones to it i can't remember the book if it was based around that period or not i mean i read it like years and years ago Mm. like can you remember if it was around about that christmas period? it's a different kind of adaptation it's based on his early life isn't it before he started the yeah it is this is a prequel Um, but from what i understand this is still musical I, I mean, I hope so. I, I really hope it is. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see <laughs> Timothy Chalamet embracing that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think that's what makes that gives the original such magic mm. as well. I, I can yeah. guarantee you one thing: when What's we got when we see this film, I'm craving chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all will. <laughs> for sure. And the screening will have it as well. Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you guys. I'm kind of, you know, echoing kind here. Wonka is surprising that that's a huge jump. Mm. Um, and you know, personally, like when I like told you guys about this, like, um, I didn't think much of Wonka at the time. And then, then yeah. Kyle was like, oh no, Wonka's moved and stuff like that. And then I was like, oh, why is he so like, you mm. know, or like upset or, or whatever about it. And then, so I looked at it and I was like, oh wow, the trick is really good. Oh, okay. All right there's a lot of good cast and crew behind this. <laughs> yeah. Why did it move? Yeah. yeah. So like, I was like, Oh no. Yeah. It does um, make sense though. My, my most surprising yeah. one is the flash. Like I get it, but like, this is the flash, like the first flash movie. Like why, why is it such a big complex multiversal movie? I think it's the, the weirdest direction to go. I haven't even seen the character that much. Like, yeah, the core thing is that he just runs fast. You can make a yeah. a solid first movie about that, and then get into the whole multiverse stuff like that. I I don't get that one. Aquaman makes the most sense because you know post production is quite heavy for a movie of that kind of stature. Yeah. You know, we saw the first one, and you know that would have cried a lot of uh you know attention to detail and VFX and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Shazam, I found that quite surprising. Um, but it is one of the, you know, kind of a low tier DC movie. So yeah. if yeah. they want to lose money against Avatar, then a bit of that than Aquaman, which made, did that make, they made a billion dollars, yep. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. That was the first DCU film that made a billion as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Shazam makes sense to go against that movie. And I even saw the director say, I'd, I'd rather my uh, chances go against that movie than have, uh, you know, unfinished post-production. And yeah. he, yeah, I, he, he like referenced the first movie where it's like the visual effects were like way off. Um, so I found that funny. Mm. But, you know, th- these changes are interesting. They make sense. And I think it's the right move. If you're not ready and if the VFX shots aren't going to be top-notch, then delay it. It's a smart yeah. move. Yeah, it's a it smart is. move. Yeah. What I do find uh, annoying about this is they just released, a, I think, a one-minute trailer of their 2022 release slate. Did anyone mm. catch oh, that? Was that during DC fandom? No, or no, that was like after? a few weeks ago. Oh and no, it, I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah no, there's mm-hmm. like, they, they did like a, a trailer of the uh, black Adam Aquaman. And it's, it's just a bunch of, you know, footage and stuff for what's coming this year. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh. And then they make these changes, but I think it's the right move. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think pretty yeah. much all of those decisions are the right move. I mean, I hope it's all to their benefit. I think mm. that Shazam um f- for what it is and I think it's a it's a, a perfectly enjoyable the first one perfectly enjoyable. Yeah. Um it's a, actually a very it's as you say it's B tier in the sense that it's actually a very low production cost required mm. behind it. Yeah. It's it's largely like a a family film. Yeah. Um with like that superhero twist to it. Mm. So whether the second one is that I don't know. Yeah. Um but you know it makes sense why that's that's the one that's being put up against Avatar so to speak. It's not being yeah. put up against it but it is yeah. like it's it's trying to challenge it challenge it yeah some of its box office potential by yeah 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 i do wonder if it will move that'll be an interesting narrative moving forward mm. yeah but uh next up and you know i believe kyan is going to be ecstatic about this news denis villeneuve man he mm. is ramping up preparation for dune part two i thought he had more a little bit more of a holiday just to relax after such a you know perfectly Intense. polished mm. Yeah, intricate movie but he's going full steam ahead the dedication is there he seems like the kind Cap- of guy that capitalize on the hype yeah yeah he yeah. seems like the kind of guy that um talks a lot about going on holiday but never does yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and i think his holidays are making movies yeah probably yeah yeah and his work is actually going on holiday yeah yeah might be one of those guys um but yeah no we have some casting news and i personally i think the results are spectacular um but um, oh, actually, I'm just going to rephrase that one. Uh, there is actually no official cast num- cast announcements from the studio yet. Mm-hmm. That will happen at a much later date. You know, they have uh, contracts to sign, finalization of, you know, pay negotiations, all that kind of stuff. They're still, like, um, finishing off yeah. writing and stuff. And, yeah, 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 really intricate stuff there. Um, but it is being reported that Florence Pugh and Austin Butler are in talks to join the world of Dune. Mm. yeah um now when it when an actor is reported to be in talks for a role it's usually extremely likely um you mm-hmm. know we saw it with jason momoa in fast and furious yep. the only thing that can really derail it is you know selling negotiations don't go so well scheduling conflicts um besides that if it's being reported it's, it's usually a done deal but um mm-hmm. you know i'm just gonna hold off on the confirmation side of it yeah. so yeah based on that assumption that these two will be joining it what do you guys think of these two young talented actors joining dune part two uh i think florence Pugh is a fantastic addition because she <laughs> is such a versatile actress she's able to really capture an energy in mm. a scene an energy and an emotion so when you see her on screen, whether she's in sort of Little Woman or she's in um, Midsummer or she's even in, um, you know, her, the television series, you know, that she does a few television series. Mm. Um, she's able to capture this very like, I feel she's able to capture vulnerability very well. Mm. A- a- and and you can hear it in her voice. You can hear that vulnerability in her voice very, yeah. very well. So there are rumors that she's going to be playing some sort of princess i did hear that i don't understand the context of that because i've intentionally both avoided david lynch's um version version of the film Mm -hmm. and avoided the books in order to 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 just see villeneuve's version as it is that's fair enough yeah 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 so i have no context on who who she's playing Mm -hmm. um but i trust it yeah in in the same sense that i trusted when they say we're gonna make dev patel be some knight in the green knight and it's mm, like well yeah. he's a great actor so i trust him yeah you know yeah. so 
it's yeah i i mm. think it's a great choice mm-hmm. austin butler yeah um i'm yet to see him in elvis everyone's yeah. yet to see him in elvis mm. um i've seen him i think only in hollywood hollywood once, once upon a time in hollywood yeah. that i read the imdb credit cri- credits i didn't mm. realize that he was tex um oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it was only until i read it i was like oh he's tex yeah right okay mm. and and once upon a time yeah um and that was no. i think one of the only things i've seen him in have you seen the trailer for elvis i have yeah yeah, yeah. he looks like he's got some good potential there he I think. does yeah he does he looks great in that. he yeah. looks like a great up-and-coming actor mm. um but with that going forward it's like okay uh, what can i imagine him maybe maybe sort of a army-ish kind of guy maybe like it'd be, it'd be interesting i don't know what role he's gonna play yeah i don't know if i could imagine him in the world of dune yet yeah, yeah nor, could, nor could i yeah, yeah just yet yeah i mean it's both very talented actors i mean florence has a filmography that's already solid enough at, at such a young age mm-hmm. and also butler as you guys said is up and coming and but judging from that first trailer of elvis he, he looks like he's gonna nail that role and stuff so that is quite excited. In terms of Florence, if it is a physical role, she can definitely do it. If anyone mm. here has watched Fighting With My Family, that is a very physical role for her. Because mm. she's playing um a wrestler called Paige. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've seen I've seen her. She's she's great in that role, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. she can like we all know that in terms of like pure acting wise, she can do that. But mm. she can also do the physical side. Mm. So and Doom from the first Doom that we watched, there was some physicality to that yeah somewhat yeah some physicality to it mm. um I, mean, yeah. I can't imagine her being uh what are they called like a fremen i can't yeah. imagine yeah. her being one of them no but i could no. i could potentially mean her imagine her being like an off-world mm. sort of princess who comes down and sort of you know is in between what paul yeah. and um all of that is and his destiny and stuff yeah so yeah. i could potentially imagine that mm. she could do that sort of elegance she has a very very great elegance about her yeah. Um, and also, you know, it's as you say, you're fighting with a family. That's yeah. a very rough and tumble role. Very, so she's yeah. great at that too. So yeah. she she is a versatile actress. She is. So yeah, yeah I'm actually quite excited. I hope I hope both mm. both gets announced because not only would it put Austin Butler on the mat, yeah. but it also further Florence Pugh's, Pugh's career with like an established director as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I mean, if you if you get offered a role in a Denis Villeneuve film, you take it no matter what. It's like yeah. Christopher Nolan. Don't look back. Yeah. It seems to be one yeah. of those things now I hear circulating where it's like actors are sort of like clawing each other to try and get a role mm. in Dune or in one of those films. Yeah, You yeah, know, they're, yeah. they're sort of like fighting tooth and nail to try and get a role there. Yeah, if, you, if you're in like a, a Denis Villeneuve or a Christopher Nolan kind of film, yeah. that's something that's going to elevate your status as an actor because yeah. they're big, they're bold, they make a lot of money, yeah. and they're from really talented directors. So they're going to get that performance out of you. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the same so, as, yeah. as um, with Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. I mean, they've recently casted Josh Peck. Oh yeah, from, and he's that's, from Drake and Josh. Yeah, yeah. For, for those people that haven't seen Josh Peck before, it's gonna be interesting. I, I like, think I think you have a minor role, but yeah, yeah. yeah but but like yeah. they'll bring like the casual people to know Josh Peck's acting mm. abilities more than just Drake and Josh. Josh yeah. Josh Peck yeah. is a really good actor outside yeah. of. Um, I mean, in Drake and Josh, he's you know a great yeah. comedy actor, but outside yeah. of it, he's also a good actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but no, yeah. I mean, I'm really pleased with these results you guys know i'm a, a florence pew fan yeah um <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i i love all her performances there's nothing that i've disliked from what she's done mm-hmm. i mean even in you know the mcu where it's hard to sort of make your mark as an actor there 
Yeah. She did it. She made yeah. her mark. Yeah. yeah. She upstaged Scarlett Johansson in the Black... Oh, not Black Widow role, but like a Black Widow role, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah, and, yeah. and Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she really challenged them to being you know yeah. being in the spotlight being the most talented one there mm. um so she's got a bright future in front of her um i hope she gets finalized in the part um austin butler i'm rooting for him because i can see from alvis that he's put a lot into that role and i hope the final result is good such as like um taron edgerton and rocket man yeah you yeah. know it really paid off in a way um have you seen much of him sorry have you seen much of him since that taron edgerton Taron Egerton. Yeah. From last last scene, it's not a Rocket Man. That was it. Yeah. It might be Rocket Man. Then there may be like, it's been COVID since then. So. Oh, that's true. He'll definitely have stuff on the horizon. Yeah. Mm. Um, Yeah. But no, I think this is nothing but, you know, good news. I I trust the casting because, you know, the first one, I thought the casting was really great. Everyone had the roles and everyone felt suited to, you know, their roles so you know i'm gonna do the exact same for this one and trust it and that is part two for dune and our biggest problem with the first one i think we can all agree here was that it felt like half of a story yes and if you're gonna get the conclusion here you know having these cast members a part of it it's just gonna feel like a more complete experience yeah yeah even if it is planned for a trilogy like you can just Mm. it's it's more towards that law yeah yeah um yeah but continuing on we finally got the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Now, if I recall correctly, this was really high up. I think in the top two positions for all of us. Yeah. yeah. For being the most anticipated TV shows of this year. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts? And does it look like it's going to live up to our anticipation levels for it? God damn. I don't know if you guys are on the same level as me, but fuck, that made me excited. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, like it it capitalized the prequel nostalgia perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, Ewan mm. McGregor just seeing him as an older Obi-Wan. Mm. Fucking hype. <laughs> the fucking musical score of Duel of the Fates. Holy fuck, goosebumps. Oh. I, I had He's chills. Like, it. oh, I was up on my bed. Like, I just could. Like, that was just, I can't get words out right now because I was so fucking excited. I don't think I've ever seen you more excited yeah. on yeah. a <laughs> podcast before. <laughs> yeah, wow. it's probably, it's probably it's not. It's I know. And, like, you you put the show notes earlier and we watched the trailer before and I was just trying to contain it. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a character, the Star Wars lore, just the music. Like, mm. it's made me so hype. And, like, Duel of the Fates is not the only, like, score piece I use in this. I use other stuff from the prequels but reworked and it was just so hype and just mm. oh it like visually it looks great like it's on that mandalorian tier like it's only the first trailer mm. and we know it's going to get done a lot done a lot a bit more as well mm. and you got the grand inquisitor as well like there's criticisms around his design i've heard that yeah look but something they could fix or it could just blow us away. Like mm. we've we've seen pretty much nothing in this story. We haven't even seen Anakin Skywalker as Darth Vader, and mm. personally, I don't want to see him in any trailer. I want to yeah, see him. Yeah, the, I totally yeah, agree. 100%. I want to see him for the first time in the show. They yeah. can tease him with the Darth Vader um, breathing, yeah, because that will get everyone hyped. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. As, like as soon as that first monologue went off, and you just heard "Deal of the Fates," it was just game over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very game over theme. I think that's like the most epic yeah. Yeah. theme you can hear. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm the same as you in the sense that. 
when I heard Duel of the Duel of the Fates theme hit, yeah. I was like, Oh wow, they're <laughs> actually going with this. Like yeah. they're going they're going full steam ahead. I know they had alluded to the sort of um prequels in the past and mm. said, you know, specifically I think most recently in um, Boba Fett, mm. they had, you know, almost shot for shot uh sequences from the yes. prequels inside this they so did, it's like yeah. oh they're recognizing them finally yeah. as like legitimate um pieces of of the star wars story so i think this might be disney's uh, signal to everyone that you know yes the prequels happen and yes we're we're moving forward with them as a you know sort of solid storyline i think um i think i really hope that this is kind of quite a personal journey for obi-wan yeah um because i feel like his character needs a lot of development before we move on to whatever next step it is for him to do the conflicts yeah the conflicts Mm. um i don't know whether they can put obi-wan against vader because i don't know if that would match up with the original i i believe they are going to have a fight or are like, they going to have a fight? They're, yeah. they're going to have a confrontation. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard yeah. that. Yeah, that yeah. They if are, they have a confrontation, yeah. that's that's. I mean, I'm happy um, with that. That being said, the original film um, kind of infers they haven't seen each other in a long time since. Uh, since I don't know if they specify yeah, a specific. They don't time. specify. They, it. I think they said yeah. X amount of years, but you know, Obi Wan looks as if it's going to be like ten ish. Yes, since, more than um, ten. <laughs> yeah, well, more yeah. than more than ten, but like mm. you know how like timeline stuff can vary. Like, like it's not going to be as long. Yeah, and be- between um, Revenge of the Sith to this compared to this to, to a New, New Hope. Hope. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel there's a longer gap between Obi Wan TV series and A New Hope between mm. Sith and this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, totally. Um. You know, as for as for it as a whole, I like I'm really excited to see what they do with it. Mm. You know, the Inquisitors are really cool. Yeah. I mm. think they're a cool concept. Yeah. Um and, you know, obviously probably most recently seen in the sort of Star Wars uh, Fallen Order games. Yeah. Um but seeing them here is great, you know, I think they're cool characters. Mm. I mm. hope they really explore Obi Wan and I hope this is everything it kinda building up toward yeah 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 i I hope it's um you know centric on obi-wan because i think to the prequels he's always paired with anakin and they kind of develop together and it's more about developing that relationship between them than developing the characters themselves yeah Yeah. so i hope this is you know centric on obi-wan um but you know just just being honest with you guys i'm i don't care about star wars anymore i Mm. i'm not a fan of the franchise anymore i like i like what they've done previously but Disney's direction has, has thrown me off as a fan. I'm just I'm just not a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen Boba Fett. I don't plan to. I don't want to. I don't care. Um, <laughs> just just watch the last three episodes. That's what I need to do. Um, I, I'm just been. I, I'm, I, I might get around to that when I have a mm. you know day. Just maybe to, just before relax. the next season of Mandalorian or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do background like stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the direction I haven't liked it so far. Um, you know, kind kind talks about this a lot, but they they're focusing on non-jedi non-force user kind of stuff mm-hmm. and i think the main draw of star wars is jedi yeah. sith that good versus evil that mm. that uh the concept of the force and stuff like that that's the main pull to toward towards it um so yeah. i'm finally excited to 
be excited for a Star Wars property and to be focusing on a Force user. The, the Force Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is the you know, first since Skywalker, right? Yeah. It's been Mandalorian, Mandalorian, Boba I Fett. mean, you've had, like, uh, Luke Skywalker show up in the Disney Plus shows, but... Mm, that, I don't, I don't count that. It's <laughs> as close as you get to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this, this looks great from what I'm seeing. I mean, e- even visually, you're getting, you know, um, a variety of stuff here. It feels like Star Wars... Um, unlike the way that the Mandalorian or Boba Fett's done, but it also looks like something new. And I think that's the right balance for where these Disney Plus shows need to go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they they need to embrace the Star Wars side of things and they need to take in new directions. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, I just haven't seen that before. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to get back into it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Prequel hype. Prequel hype. Now, moving on, we have some news that I am very excited about because... Nayan constantly <laughs> talks about how he wants a God of War TV series, and well, it got announced. So I am finally, finally glad you got it, man. Thank you. Yep. It seems like Sony and Amazon Studios will be co-producing the series. So lads, I know both of you guys know this franchise. You guys are fan of the franchise. You like the games. So are you excited by the news? And what are your expectations? I mean. You mentioned in your <laughs> intro to this question is something I've been wanting for. I mean, we've mm-hmm. mentioned like past podcasts before in terms of like if we can see a property be made. It was literally the last was, one. <laughs> I think that, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it was last week. I mean, I said God of War yeah. and then podcast dropped and then like a couple of days later this came out and I was like, oh, fuck, finally. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> literally. They should be sending you the check, mate. Oh, they should. Be, yeah, bro. Amazon, man. Yeah. I would give out my address, but then I realized what I was talking on, so I wouldn't give that out. <laughs> but yeah, um, it took him excited. It got me excited quite a bit. I mean, mm. I'm a big fan of the game. Mm. Z, sorry, games. Um, I am not sure in which direction they're going for, because right now they've just announced the show. So yeah. we don't know if they're going to go with the original 1, 2, 3 God of War in terms mm. of the Greek mythology, or if they're just going to go with the 2018 game version of it, or it's based mainly on Norse. Mm. From a preference, I enjoy Norse more, mm. so I, I would like to see that. And there's a lot more to explore in that mythology, but then seeing like Kratos got one on one with Hercules or Zeus, that that would just be hype. Um, in terms of who will play Kratos himself, I don't know. That is something they need to take their time with. And Tom Holland. <laughs> He can play anyone, bro. Doesn't matter who. I would in, like instantaneously be disinterested if he was that. Mm. But happily, would be proven wrong. But I know Tom Holland would prove me wrong unless it's Spider Man. The Rock. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Hey, he has the build for it. You cannot yeah, deny he, that. He does. It's funny. <laughs> it's real funny because from wrestling community, there's a guy called Triple H. And he literally has the look of Kratos. Mm. He like has the physique, the bald head, and the beard shapeness. Yeah. And I think he was in Blade Trinity as well. But yeah. his acting school was just as not there. You saw, yeah. Mm. You need you need someone who can yeah. act for sure. Yeah. If he could act, yeah, definitely him. Mm. I mean, I'd be very happy if it was just the voice actor in the games playing him because mm. he was in Stargate, and he's a pretty good actor, and he has a voice, so he doesn't need to like try to imitate that as well i'm sure you play the games as well kind yeah like it'll be a good casting but i think definitely casting kratos is probably they've announced the show mm. something you take time with and ensuring that they please the fan base of this 
big property because I'm pretty sure it's one of the biggest PS4 selling games of all time. Absolutely. Mm. Like, they need to get this right, so they need to take the time with the casting off that character because if it's not a character that the fans aren't aren't going to get behind, then they're already steps behind and Mm. it could be a loss already. Yeah, I think uh, concessions need to be made immediately with uh, one's expectations for who's going to play kratos yeah um he's an unrealistically large man um potentially larger than most actors can even get to um on a reasonable level without being a bodybuilder um what about um say chris hemsworth as thor at his peak at his peak physicality around that he's uh, the thing with hemsworth he's a very tall guy yeah and so it is kratos not tall He's tall, but he's yeah. also like wide. He's like stock. He, he's a, the th- the thing with Kratos is like he's similar to Superman and Batman. Like you know, on the drawing of comics, they over exaggerate. Yeah, it's what you sort of get in oh, that. So he's over exaggerated phys- yeah. physical wise. He's he's unrealistically large. Yeah, just by by a tad. Mm. Yeah, you know. So you you I don't think you're realistically going to get that if if there's going to be a life. I also think. In general, I don't have super high hopes for this. Uh, I said this last time on on the podcast, is that Mm. I feel that God of War is a property that all the games have built around extreme cinematic sequences. Where Kratos is quite literally flying 10,000 feet through the air. Um, you know, cu- cutting a titan's head in half. Yeah, it's Even not. Like, you can't r- do that. Ripping wings as well for Valkyrie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's the violence as well. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, God of War is is you know synonymous with this R18. Mm. You oh, know, like and it's extreme gore and violence. Has to be R-rated. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then you have those barriers there. So you have that logistical CGI barrier. Then you have that violence barrier. Mm-hmm. You also have casting kratos which is going to be incredibly difficult because yeah. there's just a small amount of actors who are that size have that presence and have the ability to play that role mm. and yeah. then then you have the fact that this is amazon as well yeah um who who don't who don't who have not yet fully established themselves as a um company that can produce a massive series. We know that they're producing Lord of the Rings, yeah. but we don't know if they've done it successfully yet. Mm. They're doing boys and that's a nothing comic. And they've literally brought the boys comic into light. That's third true. Season, third season now yeah. and spinoffs. And that's true. I don't think you go harder R rating than the boys. That's true. And they could do something exactly the same with this. I mean, witches on Netflix are rated and that's very soft. With mm, Amazon, yes. with the boys, we've seen that's very high R-rated. They're not afraid to go to... Yeah. They're not afraid yeah, to do, do it. That. It's yeah. just whether they can logistically do it. With the cinematic sequences. With the cinematics, with yeah. all that. Uh, I feel like if they're going to make a God of War um, television series, they kind of have to do it Norse. Because yeah. mm-hmm. the Norse game, the games that are based around the Norse mythology are far more character focus yeah they're, mm. they're less expensive in general mm. uh, visually yeah. doing a whole greek setting yeah it's just too expensive you're gonna have to shoot everything in italy or oh sorry in greece sorry mm. and um you're gonna have to create big sets with this norse one you can do very rugged forests mm. with very simplistic viking buildings or with, even just body of water yeah bodies of water yeah. or whatever you know very simplistic things so on a logistical level i think it's it makes sense to do it through the Norse. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I, I've never 
played the games. I've, I've seen a lot of gameplay, surprisingly, for some mm-hmm. reason. But I've seen a lot of gameplay, and I understand the cinematic sequences. They are very large scale. Yeah. That would be hard to replicate, especially on a TV set. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I this makes people actually want to play the games before diving into the TV series. Yeah. Because there's a game coming out this year, the Ragnarok one. Yeah. Yep. Very hard. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm definitely going to play that, and then I'll. Once I play that, probably explore the other ones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're looking at a release date next year, so plenty of time for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't say much as I, I haven't played it. But in terms of you know getting someone who looks like Kratos, it doesn't really matter. Mm. Does Pedro Pascal look like the guy from Last of Us? No, uh-huh. nothing at all. And he's probably going to blow us away. I, he's a talented actor, mm-hmm. and he's going to do the job. Yeah. Um, Obviously, capturing that the physicality and the the size of him has to be, it should. Or, and, yeah, I mean, you and, need yeah. a big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. need a big guy, absolutely. But it's, well, it's, it's in the name. Or someone can bulk up. I mean, yeah. Christian Bale was fantastic. At this he can go from like playing literally like a twig to someone like yeah, looks yeah. Like he's, he's he's yeah. While that's true, I think there is a fundamental difference between um, someone who is bulking up in order to play someone who you know could like once they punch you you're probably going down mm. to someone who looks like they are a god yeah you know yeah. to, to their godlike. yeah um you know kratos's stature is like it's synonymous with his character where it's just like raw rage yeah and, and i do think we're gonna get something like hemsworth i'm not suggesting to put the cat i'll put the actor there yeah but i think you're looking at something that size because you know, he's a big dude, and you know, it's someone who's going to bulk up. Yeah, the I mean, to find actors of his of Kratos stature, mm-hmm. of being that bulk, bulky, stocky kind of person, there's not much out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a few good ones. You got Hemsworth, Momoa. You got Cavill as well. But I, I don't think they're going to go for you know an A class, and yeah. I, I don't think yeah. they're going to go for. I don't it. think I, th- I don't yeah. think any of the A classes mm. are really suitable for it anyway. I think. Yeah. You need someone who is a little less known. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like it's don't... the best direction to go. Yeah. yeah, and I don't actually think that Kratos, he's he's not a very complicated character. You don't need someone who's crazy good at acting to do it. Mm. You just need someone who can deliver very... Because he's just quite stoic and... <laughs> he's extremely yeah. stoic. Yeah. He, he, he's a one-line quite. man. Yeah. yeah. Like, as long as he can have that deep voice and be like, boy... Yeah. yeah, I don't have a deep voice, sorry, but you know, <laughs> I'm sure you guys can imagine when I say boy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, in terms of Amazon and Sony doing it, it's it's fine. I think Amazon are competent at this. Mm-hmm. It depends if they're going to go to, you know, sort of a great level with it. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of have to see where Lord of the Rings goes before I can make any judgment on their, um, the way of producing these kind of large scale, high budget TV series. Mm. Um, I also kind of have to see the last of us, which was delayed till next year. Is that by Amazon as well? No, 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 no. But just in terms of adapting these video games to high budget TV series, Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've had much recently in terms of like Witcher, I guess we've had that. Um, But yeah, like I'm, I am excited. I am excited because you know, Nan's got to be excited for it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just kind of want to explore the story as well as the games as well. I think it's quite fascinating from what I've seen personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, finally, lads, we have an update on Deadpool 3. Uh, Deadpool actor Ryan Reynolds himself, he announced that Sean Levy was going to be directing the third Deadpool film. Um, he recently, the director recently directed Free Guy and the Adams Project. Um, they also star 
Ryan Reynolds. Mm. Um, you know, that news isn't, it's not interesting. It isn't that interesting, but it does show that Disney is committed to Deadpool 3. And that's the interesting part about this because we know with that character in the previous two films, it comes with a R, R rating and a hard R, R rating mm. as, to, as well. Yeah. So do you think that Disney is going to commit to the R rating for this film? Do you think it's going to be um, PG-13 like all the other MCU movies? Or maybe it's just going to be Deadpool in his own little separate universe, like like the Joker is for the DC universe or whatever it is. Um, and yeah, of course, what direction do you want Disney to take with this character? Um, I think Disney will try and probably take a middle road here. The, either... Mm. I don't think they're going to commit fully to the hard R, the hard R rating. So like a light R rating or yeah. a heavy PG-13 rating? I think they'll probably go for a heavy PG-13 mm. um, so that American audiences can potentially see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that has been proven once they released the special after Deadpool 2 that was a PG-13. I think it was a PG-13. Like Christmas thing? Yeah, it was a Christmas thing. Yeah. Um, and they've shown that you can do Ted Ball in that format. Is, is you don't necessarily need all the crude jokes. You don't necessarily need all that violence and decapitation. Mm. I know it is synonymous with the character to be so out there and violent and stuff. He is designed for it, yeah. He is designed for it. But I think if you want to see his character um, integrate into the MCU with any sort of permanency, um, mm. you, de- you do need to l- l- lower his, you know... Mm um aggressiveness yeah <laughs> and and stuff like that yeah so would you want to see him in a pg-13 format like how how do you want no. disney to proceed with the character uh, i don't really want to see him at all to be honest like ever no i've, I've no oh. interest in seeing that character again <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, ah, sure. and, and to be honest um hearing that the director of free guy and mm. um the yeah, adam project is, is doing it was of no surprise to me yeah but it all it it, it just made me go they're just kind of doubling down on that ryan reynolds-iness um i think ryan reynolds is fun in his doses Mm. i just think i'm 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 done with the kinds of characters he does now because they're all the same they're all the same yeah and exactly i'm I'm past it Uh, i'm done with it i was done with it sort of three three or four years ago oh wow um and you know we're still getting that sort of thing mm. free guy was fun for what it was yeah i um, like free guy but deadpool 3 i have no desire to see more of that character mm. I-, I actually have no desire to see deadpool make his quips uh, to mcu characters wow <laughs> no desire at all i i love the just the brutal honesty there <laughs> yeah. yeah i appreciate it yeah. interesting i somewhat agree and disagree with you at the same time mm. I mean, from a comedy perspective, the director is very well known for it. I mean, he did the Night at the Museum, Night at the Museum movies, yeah. Free Guy, and now the Adam Project as well. This mm. is going to be the third um, project, so to speak, mm-hmm. that he's done with Ryan Reynolds. So they're obviously building up a chemistry trilogy. A tri- yeah, <laughs> a trilogy, <laughs> so to speak. You know that they they, yeah. they they have the chemistry. They like he obviously knows what Ryan Reynolds can bring and. Reynolds knows what he can bring as well. Mm. So I feel that comedy wise, we could get that mm. in terms yeah. of Deadpool fitting in the MCU. <laughs> there's a fantastic comment out there where it's Deadpool kills the MCU or not MCU, but Marvel. Universe, yeah. And that is not with the MCU in terms of the direction they're going with. 
do I think they could adapt that mm. in terms of PG-13? Yes, it won't be as effective. Mm. Do I think Deadpool can be adapted into PG-13? Like you said, you've seen it. Yes, it can work. But it's not what Deadpool is. Like, mm. Deadpool is that high-rated character, you know? Mm. So if they were to make a Deadpool 3, they have to make it R16 or above. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's they just have to. Yeah. It's like, you, you can't water them down. Because mm. that's what it is. And you've had these first two films where it's been that character. Like, I, I DC made Joker, which was R16, and made a billion dollars. Yeah. If they make Deadpool, which is already an established character... And yeah. the first one came out, what, 2016? So yeah. you have people that were in 2016 where they were just barely 16 watching this movie. Mm. Plus mm. the people before that, like, what's 2016 minus 22? Eight years-ish. I don't yeah. know, my math's bad. You got, Six years, yeah. Yeah, you got those people that have been wanting to watch those films, but mm. they couldn't. Now you're getting that generation from, like, 2016. Yeah, it's to, a new audience for it. To now. Mm. That will bring in the money, plus the people that have already like Deadpool. Yeah. From that, like, it's a success if DC, not DC, Marvel and Disney had the balls to make it R16, like, they can definitely go there. Yeah. So and, and there's yeah. definitely money to be made. Joker, perfect example mm. of that. Yeah. And Deadpool is a more, okay, not a more popular, but appeasing character to people, mm. like, so to speak. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're the one at Disney calling the shots, what direction do you take this character? What do you want? Solo, in yeah, terms of yeah. solo films, mm-hmm. it will be R-rated. Mm-hmm. Integrating with other MCU characters, such as Avengers, I'll make it PG-13. Because mm. then you can still somehow get that bloody gore and that Deadpool aspect yeah. out of it. Yeah. But in terms of it, solo films, it has to be yeah. R-rated. I can't yeah. think of a single MCU character where I'm like, I... I think that would work well with Deadpool. I mean, maybe, maybe Spider Man, Daredevil. Yeah, but Spider Man has a lot on his plate. He needs that character needs to be yeah. on his own for now. But the, do, do, oh, don't yeah. don't forget they've now acquired X Men, and with X Men comes Wolverine, who is also another R rated character. That's true, yeah. but but at the same time, I th- I mean, there are plenty of Wolverine films, Wolverine included inside the X original X Men films. None of those are R rated. It's just logan and what is it x-men is x-men origins even r-rated no, it's not just, no it's just logan and what about it's probably why they got s- yeah. what is it sam what's a silver was that silver surfer silver no it's the samurai one what's the oh the wolverine the wolverine is oh. it the wolverine yeah, the yeah, wolverine. yeah, yeah it's called yeah. the wolverine was he like yeah. silver samurai or something oh yeah some yeah, yeah. That, that, that's dude. the main villain yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i don't even think that was r-rated either it felt close to it. It felt movie. close to yeah. it. But, but then I'm, I'm sure if you go to the reviews, the criticisms of that would be that it's the this isn't the Wolverine. It's not as grey enough. If mm. you read the... I, I, don't, I can't speak. Yeah. I'm just assuming here. If you went back and picked yeah. up the review. Well, when we first watched Logan, we're like, the character is born to be in this R-rated genre here. Like, yeah. it, he just felt so natural in the R-rated environment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, it definitely added to it. Though, when I think about it, you know, what is synonymous with Deadpool? comedy and mm. fourth wall breaking yeah. those are the two things that's synonymous with them mm. violence is from just from the movie's an, perspective i'd say yeah, yeah. For, for, mm. from a from a um from a perspective of the character himself is cutting people's heads off and seeing that all goriness on screen necessary no 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 you can go without it and yeah. in fact you could probably fake a lot of it mm. um without showing the full violence aspect yeah. i think disney absolutely can make this a sort of 
borderline film. Yeah, I think um, so. I think they can yeah. do it. I don't think they need to go R-rated. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's as I was saying before, I can't really think of many characters that right now in the MCU would fit alongside Deadpool. Mm. I mean, I suppose... I mean, you... Spider-Man's a key one. I mean, they've teamed up before. Yeah, Spider-Man yeah. is a key one. In terms but of personality-wise. Well. But, yeah. but when I think about the Spider-Man story, I'm like... The timing Does he need that complication right now? The timing yeah. isn't right right now. Yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't line up. And, mm. and, you know, I suppose you could do like, um, you know, Hayley Steinfeld, the Hawkeye. I guess she's like very kind of quippy. Yeah. Um, and maybe Elena, um, mm. Florence Pugh's character. You could do that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, that could be interesting. Then again, right now we're only thinking from the Avengers perspective. We're all forgetting that. Disney has X-Men as well, which is where Deadpool comes from. We haven't seen the X-Men film from Disney yet. And that's probably that they could build and bring up those quippy characters or characters that can integrate Deadpool in as well. Mm, I mean, true. I mean, Deadpool right now, Deadpool 3 could just be a standalone and they have bigger plans for him in the future the line, in like yeah. five or six years time where they can build their X-Men Disney's X Men universe. I mean, it really de- fit in. Yeah, it really depends when Dix, De- Deadpool three is due to release. Yeah, that's true. We, we have yeah. no idea yet. Yeah, in fact, no we have not not a single um, X Men movie announced. Mm. Um, so yeah, I I don't think they're going to do an X Men movie like that. I think they're going to integrate it slowly, starting with Doctor Strange. You're going to see these kind of characters filter out mm-hmm. and then come in together for an X Men movie. I yeah. think that's how it's going to play out. So similar to Avengers, but X Men. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, they they announced a mutant uh, a mutants Disney Plus TV series. Did they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that was kind of leaked out, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But that, that's way down the line, I think. Yeah, but I mean, personally, to me, um, I'm kind of you know agreeing with both of you. Um, he can fit in that hard PG thirteen area, mm-hmm. you know, stabbing, chopping heads off. Just don't show blood splatter, and I think you can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he doesn't have to swear every 10 seconds. Um, but I, I do agree with you overall in terms of like what I want for how Disney to take that character. Hmm. His own solo movies got R-rated. But bring a buddy. Bring someone maybe unexpected mm. that to tag along to be in that R-rated situation. You know, imagine someone like... Um, Oh, I don't know. Um, I mean, you can get really creative with it. You know, you can bring your later Yelena, and she's like mm. swearing, or you know, swearing her ass off, and yeah, you know, chopping people's heads or, off. Or as well. Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, be like, "Oh my god, you fucking chopped his head off!" Yeah, yeah. And as just, like, like a scientist, squash people, and blood goes everywhere. Like you can get, like you can have some really fun stuff. Yeah, good. Yeah, so you can have like this little like mini like R rated space where MCU can operate. I think you could have a lot of fun with that. Mm. Um, and, you know, if you want Deadpool and with uh, other, you know, characters and their movies and stuff like that, you just have to stick to the yeah PG-13. But I do also agree with Kyan, in a sense, slightly, that, I mean, I am kind of done with the character. Mm. Yeah. But I'm not 100% done where I wouldn't want to see him team up with an MCU. Just because I just want to see how that would go. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think that could be quite interesting. Um but yeah, I, I don't know what Sean Levy's going to bring to the project, but... We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, and now we are on to another trailer that was high up on our anticipated TV shows for this year. Just having a release on the same week, and that is The Boys Season 3 trailer. So, it's the same question for this one. What were you guys' thoughts for this, and does it look like it's going to live up to the anticipation levels for it? 
I was quite excited when I watched it. Mm. It is a different trailer from what we've gotten in the past. Like, we've seen, like, in this trailer, it's just snippets of scenes throughout the series, from what I can assume, mm. over, like, a soundtrack. But those snippets bring a lot of intrigue. Yeah. I mean, the very first frame we see is Butch with, like, super eyes. Mm. Mm. And Butch is very anti-soup. Very anti-soup. Yeah. And at the end of season two, throughout any first what season one and two, there has been no illusion that Butch is a soup. So one has to wonder how the hell is he getting that? Is it through mm. like dreams or mm. or is he actually a soup now? Like, is he going against everything he has? Like, yeah. it, it, this trailer shows a lot, but has a lot of questions that come with it That's as true. well. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean. It looks very gory. I mean, I've I read a report where it's going to be like double down on what season two was in terms of its I've gore heard that. Yeah, yeah. and stuff. And Homelander somewhat takes a back seat. Like home, I think we can all agree Homelander is somewhat the central character of the series. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's essentially built around him and Butch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unless he somewhat takes a back seat, Ugh. as we somewhat saw in season two finale, like final scenes where he's yeah. like taking the back seat and just letting the press conference go we somewhat see that as well mm. i mean we see like rage moments from him in this trailer but we don't see like it's, i feel it's more heavily on butch mm. yeah and, focus and, on him. yeah butch and them taking the upper hand this time around yeah so yeah. I, i'm very intrigued we saw a whole hu- whole host of new characters as well, like Soldier Boy and stuff. Yeah. We saw that at the end. I mean, Soldier Boy, you got his own, like, little snippet at the end of the trailer mm. as well. So... That's exciting. With, with those new characters and established ones and all these questions that it leaves unanswered, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Hopefully it nails it like season two. Mm. Yeah. Um, season two had a trailer exactly like this. Um, it was no dialogue. Shot, 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 shot. Um, lots of violence, very rapidly shot. Beautiful. I love these sorts of trailers. You know, you, you get kind of no context, you're just thrown a whole bunch of information, yeah. a whole bunch of sequences of, of violence, of, you know, framing, of, you know, superheroes doing sort of outlandish things. Mm. And you just, it, it, what the trailer's doing is it's giving you a tone. Yeah. It's yeah. going, this is the boys. Yeah. This is the boys. This is the tone. This is what you can expect. And you're like, great. Because yeah. this is what I want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, f- I feel like that's what most trailers should do. Yeah. <laughs> but I know it's unrealistic to do. I think what Amazon tend to do is they do their um, trailer like this, the trailer they want to make, mm. and then they release the trailer they have to make. Generic one? The generic yeah. one. To pull people in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as for how I feel about it, um, you know, I really like The Boys and I really like the second season. Mm. Um I felt it did kind of peter off towards the end there. Um, I was just not feeling that it had a kind of core drive. Mm. It kind of felt like it was sort of building up a villain and ending one and then sort of building up a villain and then ending one. Mm. I feel like this could be the same case here, but it doesn't matter. Mm. Uh, To me, it doesn't matter because I love... I love the dynamics you see between the characters episode by episode. I don't need this to be one big long streaming narrative with a, a big meaning at the end and yeah. a, and all that sort of thing. It just needs to be fun yeah, and, and, and outlandish. And I think this season will do it as well. Don't you feel yeah. Homeland is the villain throughout the series though? 
He's the, he's the core one, but you know, you get like uh, Stormfront and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Stormfront was like the yeah. uh, pseudo villain that was sort of throughout the and she's season. Clearly still alive because, you know, she didn't die at the end of the series. And, so. and they're like Anakin mm. Darth Vader esque with her like limbs gone and stuff. Yeah, because she's oh. in like some facility, right? They said at the end of the season two. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that plays into. She could come the new back series. in a mechanical version. I'm not sure if that's accurate in terms of comics, but yeah, something could. Something I mean, it's going to be interesting. Uh, th- this show is just a lot of fun, and the trailer really alluded to that. Really, I mean, just kind of what you guys are saying. Um, you know, it, it gives you like all this bunch of stuff. It doesn't tell you anything, but it gives you a lot of intrigue. You're like, wow, I'm in. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need much more than this to really get and for it it shows everything that the boys is you know it's got um you know the sexual side of things the um stuff like that you, you know you got the the language you got the gore and all that kind of stuff Violence. it looks great um the part where i kind of you know hesitated was you know butch being a super a soup yeah. um mm. so to speak it's just it doesn't feel right for where the narrative was going especially for yeah. his character as well yeah, um, I, I don't care that he hates soups. It's just the fact that the most interesting part about that group is that they're just a bunch of humans yeah. trying to stop really powerful, scary uh, Sup- superheroes. Yeah, mm. and so uh, super villains. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's Super just Starlight. Like, yeah, so it's just like I don't know where that goes. I'm open to that idea, but. Yeah, I don't know if that's the right move for his character. There's, there's just, uh, there's just more to see. And yeah, Soldier Boy is interesting. Yeah. I'm really intrigued for that. Um, I think this is just going to be, it's just going to be the boys. It is. And yeah, uh, as long as that strikes the tone of the first two ser- seasons, you know, I, I got no issues really. Really. Mm. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm, the butch thing has to be a dream sequence or something, right? Like, what? The, they were like fighting. I swear in that trailer. There's like a shot of them like him like hitting him. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean I it could know. be a sort of like a sort of like temporary superpower. I mean, unless yeah. he succumbs to compound V and like starts injecting himself, maybe that's the other way. But doesn't line with <sighs> what his character's yeah, values yeah, are. I, yeah, I don't I get know. it. Yeah. That that's why the only thing yeah. from like what you're saying, the character values, is that if mm. it's like a dream sequence, like, oh, if I was like Homelander, I could predict um I forgot his the wife's son. name, yeah. the, but the son of that more better, and like he's having mm. these visions in his dreams. But yeah, I guess I guess we'll find out. Jim yeah, did. yeah, mm. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, moving forward, yeah, we're deep in award season right now, and the Oscars, you know, they're less than two weeks away. They're approaching sure. us very fast. I did not expect mm. this. Um, you know, in, in the past week, um, there have been three major awards shows. Uh, two of them were held today. <laughs> um, unexpectedly, I, um, I didn't check. But, yeah, they, they were both on today. Um, but, yeah, no, they, they do have an impact for, you know, the road to the Oscars and sort of what the front runners are, who's trending towards winning. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just going to list out the, the major categories here from each one it was it was the director's guild awards the baftas and the critics choice um i have to take a few deep breaths because i got a a mouthful here so (laughs) get some water mate (laughs) (laughs) um yeah from the director's guild awards um the power of the dog director jane campion she took home the top prize for outstanding directorial achievement for or in theatrical feature film 
uh, from the BAFTAs, uh, The Power of the Dog won Best Picture. Drive My Car won Best Film Not in the English Language. Jane Campion won Best Director for The Power of the Dog. Licorice Pizza won for Original Screenplay. Coda won for Adapted Screenplay. Joanna Scanlan, Scanlan? Uh, I hope that pronunciation's right. Uh, she won for Leading Actress for After Love. Will Smith won Leading Actor for King Richard. Ariana DeBose won Supporting Actress for West Side Story. Uh, Troy Kotzer won Supporting Actor for Coda. And uh, Dune swept the technical categories at one cinematography, production design, sound, original score, and special visual effects. Uh, and finally, from the Critics' Choice Awards, The Power of the Dog won Best Picture, Drive My Car won Best Foreign Language Film, Jane Campion won Best Director for The Power of the Dog, Belfast won Best Original Screenplay, The Power of the Dog won Best Adapted Screenplay, Jessica Chastain won Best Actress for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Will Smith won Best Actor for King Richard, Ariana DeBose won Best Supporting Actress for West Side Story, and Troy Kotzer won Best Supporting Actor for Coda. So, I mean, immediately from me speaking right now, you can see that there are trends across these categories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you can you can tell that there are front runners for these awards. And, you know, we're on the road to the Oscars. We're deep into it. Producer and writing guilds are the only ones remaining that are going to, you know, have a clear, I guess, they're going to clear up the picture for what's to come in the Oscars. Um, but, yeah, from you lads, what are some of your thoughts regarding uh, the winners to these awards shows? And... Uh, are you liking how the front runners are shaping up as we head towards the Oscars? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was surprising to me, um, sort of towards the beginning of this year to see that the power of the dog was like the Oscar film of the year, mm. because I sort of watched that film when we was like, Oh, I should probably watch that. Mm. It's probably going to be, you know, in next in with the award season, the conversation so, in the conversation. And so I watched, it, I was like, yeah, that was a good movie. Mm. And then, and then, you know, the award season comes and it's like, yeah, that was, that was the best we got. And the movie. Like, that was the movie. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I kind of thought back, I was like, all right, what other movies were better than it? The throughout the year. And I was like, Oh, well, yeah, I guess it kind of was up there. Mm. Um, you know, in, com- in comparison. So I can see why it's the best picture and best directorial and all that sort of thing. I personally uh, disagree with best uh, director. Oh, I, yeah. I think this should go to Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. But, you know, I do agree with best picture in a sense. I think that mm. uh, West Side Story is the best directed film of yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, however, I think Power of the Dog is, you know, very powerful narrative, very complex. And the so, powerful the dog. Yeah, the the powerful what dog. About, what about Belfast? They, they had a strong meaning as well. Yeah, you're right. It did. Um, you know, I don't know why Belfast isn't bigger. I mm. think it, it. I think it just could be the fact that it's. I guess it's kind of. I don't know. I guess it's maybe a little too personal. Mm. right yeah it, it, it's it's you know very much in the director and writer's head you know oh, kenneth yeah. branner mm. yeah so it might might just be right. a, a very sort of specific yeah. niche narrative mm. that isn't widely applying to a lot of viewers and, and what about dune do you think that should be more in the conversation of those big stuff director maybe screenplay director, picture not screenplay picture best picture 
Um, a little bit more of a contender? More of a contender. Okay. I don't think it should be a front runner. Mm-hmm. But I think that as a director, yeah. potentially a front runner. Mm. Um, because I think the doing that sort of scale yeah. is is hugely difficult. Yeah. Well, um, um, the funny thing is, um, or sorry, I should say, the sad thing is Denis Villeneuve is not even nominated for Best yeah. Director. <laughs> it makes zero sense to me. But, for yeah, for the sorry. Oscars, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes zero sense to us that, that Spielberg isn't a front runner here for Best Director either. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you seen it yet? Half. I'm still halfway through. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I've given you guys my thoughts and I've, I've said that like, it's, it's great from what I've seen so far. I those are new thoughts to me. I swear I've told you guys. You thought it was good so yeah, far? Yeah, oh, I remember you saying you thought it was... I thought um, it just it good so good. far was all I got from... Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, what, what are your thoughts on me? the I mean, Oscars? When we did our Oscar special, special or went through our Oscar nominations, mm. I said Power Dog's going to dominate him from looking at this, best film, and yep. best director sticking to dominate. Yeah. I mean, another thing, Will Smith, we haven't commented on, he's... He looks like to be a front runner. He's a lock. He, he's a lock. He, he's a lock. Yeah. He looks like as if he's going to edge. Um, what's his name? Benedict Cumberbatch in that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Ariana Debose. Um. Also yeah. looks like a lock. lock. She looks like a lock. Yeah. I think um, Troy Constar Kotzer is still kind of a little bit up near, but it's yeah. mostly a lock. He's getting. He's getting to that lock position yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. The actress is going to be interesting though. That's a wide open race. Um, I have mm-hmm. no idea. I mean, we have Jessica Chastain. I th- I'd say she's the front runner, yeah. but you know, you, you got Christian Stewart there. You got Olivia Coleman, lost daughter. She's Definitely. getting reception. Mm-hmm. You're getting Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos. Those four, yeah. they're all even in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, hmm. I can't really pick an actress right now. Yeah. It's, it's a tough one. Eh? I mean, if there was going to be an upset, I'd say it would be Nicole Kidman. I feel she could be the up, the, like the upset shocking yeah. sort of one. Yeah. But we all know who I want to win. But watch our previous hmm. episodes to find that. But Wait, you you never said who was better, Olivia Coleman or Christian Stewart. I, I said they were very even. It's too hard to yeah. tell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, in terms of te- technical awards, um, as you said, with Dune mm. rightfully deserves every single one of those aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm. Oh, um, West Side Story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he was looking at me. <laughs> uh, he wants me to say it. I, I am nodding my head, though. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Yeah, I mean, like, doing West Side Story, just winning any of the awards that Dune won for BAFTAs, I'm fine with. Yeah. Um, you know, they're kind of even at that level. I, I don't have a specific choice. Um, I'm trying to think of it now. I just, I just can't. They're, they're just so good in what they do in terms of all those technical aspects. Um but yeah, no, there's a lot of trends here. Drive My Car will win Best um, best, best Foreign Film. Right, Rightfully yeah. so. Honestly, mm-hmm. I wish it was more um, up in the leagues for Best best um, Original Screenplay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're I think you're the only one that's seen it out of us. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I haven't really gauged your thoughts yet. What did you think about that movie? And do you think it should be have like a more of a, um, a Best Picture presence? Because it already surprised us being, by being nominated. Look, like, I, I, somewhat to Parasite. Yeah, yeah, I understand. It's it's quite a it is a, a slow movie and it's quite mm-hmm. long. However, the payoff is so good, really. And you know, you pay, you get paid off so well for that. Yeah, for that long, long time, long run time. Mm. Um, it's very much a sort of uh, like burning, mm. uh, the oh, Korean yeah. film burning. Yeah, it's very slow, but towards the end, you go, whoa, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and there's a huge payoff. I wish those that 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 film there had more of a presence in Best Picture. Mm. I don't think it should necessarily be a front runner. Yeah, but um, I think I might have enjoyed that movie more than many of the films this year, mm. even more than Power of the Dog. Mm. So you know, it just goes to show. I think that you know, to this day, there's still a bit of a foreign film bias within the Academy and stuff like that. I mean, even yeah. segregating yeah. foreign films is like. You're not. I've, I've always found circle. that a bit of a bizarre choice. Like a film is a film at the end of the day. Why does English language apply to that? Exactly. Yeah. It makes yeah. no sense to me. And they should be considered in the same, you know, realm. Yeah. And yeah. if Parasite sweeps all the awards, like what's like, clearly it means that they're perfectly yeah. capable of doing mm. so. So why don't you, uh, you know, remove yeah. that category to begin with? But yeah. it looks like the Academy is being more accepting of the stuff. So, I mean, that's yeah. kind of good. Um, the screenplay awards quite open so far. Um, the mm-hmm. Writing Guild Awards are going to clarify a lot of things for us. Mm-hmm. Um, if Power of the Dog wins the Producer Guild Awards, then you can consider that 100% guarantee that Power of the Dog will win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. Um, yeah, Ariana DeBose. Yeah, we, we covered all those. That They're locks in. I'm excited for Best Actress because the best thing when it comes to Oscars is having categories that are like, I can't predict. Yeah. yeah. You know, having all these locks, like, sure. The, the, I mean they're whatever and i guess to build up to it's kind of it's kind of fun but on that that oscar day that's like the super bowl for movie fans right yeah yeah, yeah that, that's that's the big event you're what you've been waiting for all day or, you know celebrating the previous year's films and if you know all the stuff before going in it's just kind of like power of the dog and then it's like jane campion for the power of the dog one it's like yay like so, yeah, yay. yeah you don't kind of get much of a payoff from it yeah but like do you remember Olivia Coleman's win for The Favourite. Oh, yeah. A complete upset from <laughs> someone who was a lock, who won every single, single. award. Yeah. And then Olivia Coleman comes through and you're like, wow. Like, Oscars having that surprise, I think that brings part of the experience of watching yeah, that film. Was that yeah. Glenn Close's year? Pardon? Was that- yeah, Glenn Close. Yeah, G- Glenn Close. Yeah, that, mm. that was her year to win it. She's been like, nominated like eight times and never won it before. She, she even <laughs> tried, what was it, last year? Not last year, I mean last Oscars. She tried with uh, the one with Amy Adams. Um, not oh, woman I don't know window. what you're talking about, but I can't think of Not Woman in the Window? No. No. No, no the one where... Uh, oh, the, um, the, the Hillbilly Elegy? Yeah, Hillbilly yeah. Elegy. Yeah, 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 that's the one. She yeah. tried again. Yeah, yeah. She, she, uh, no joy. Nah, unfortunately not. Um, but yeah, um, I, j- I just want to bring this up randomly here. The Oscars fan favorite. You guys know what I'm talking about, eh? The the new little mini uh, category they're doing. Yeah. Where mm. you can vote on Twitter 20 times a day for it. <laughs> um, it, it seems like, uh, you know, it seems designed uh, for an Spider-Man to win some sort of little mini award there. But, you know, <laughs> pardon? I, 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 just, I just want to see what you guys, your thoughts around it, because you're getting stuff like um, Cinderella, um, that, that new adaption there. Um, you're getting... Uh, Minimata, you guys heard of that one? Mm-hmm. It's Johnny Depp's little indie movie that no one has seen in the world. Yep. Um, yeah, you get Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder fans coming through. Like, is do you like that that little mini award for the Oscars, or do you think it's just silly? Uh, it it's an award to appease the fans, I guess. You uh, know, yeah. it, the, 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 you know the the non critic, the non film enthusiast. It's just there for the casual viewers. Mm. And that's what we're getting here. Yeah, yeah. It's a symbolic award. Uh, yeah. Nothing more. And 
It's like a anyone who wins it knows it. It's symbolic. Mm. It's not. It's not a real win. It's like a participation award, you know. Yeah. In a sense, it's an appeasement award, is what it is. Yeah. It's like fine. We'll give you. We'll give you this mm. little thing. But it's 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 no real sort of recognition of success. It's it's just yeah. I mean, I mean, that's not to say you know Oscars are the defining you know um representation of success yeah but yeah. it is to say that you know it's their way of being of trying to appease a particular uh group of fans to be like mm. you know here's an award come on now yeah yeah i mean it seems like the oscars have been going downhill for a while because you know all, all these changes you know you had the pandemic hit it and it was a really uh weird awards yeah. um yeah show mm. And, you know, you got, like, I think eight categories not being presented live. And then last yeah. year with the yeah. um, them swapping Best Film and Best Actor for last. That one was strange. Um, yeah, but you're not going to have, like, Best Editing, a few technical awards not being presented live. Yeah. The yeah. speeches won't be presented live either. Um, and that's because ABC, the, the um, company that, that broadcasts it, they demanded Oscars to do this. So I don't know where it goes, but it's going to be very interesting to see the Oscars moving forward. But it is now time to cover the box office estimates for the weekend. So we got the Batman with 66 million, Uncharted with 9.3 million, BTS permission to dance on stage, so live viewing, 6.8 million, Dog, 5.3 million, and of course, Spider-Man No Way Home, 4.1 million. That movie will not leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so over it. <laughs> and that's me saying it. Um... Yeah, but uh, just now before we get to the Batman second weekend results, I just want to bring up Moonfall. Um, this movie entered the record books. Um, you know, it's it's one of the biggest flops of all time. And I just found it interesting. <laughs> a little little quick tidbit for you guys. The movie costs one hundred forty million to produce, and you know, if you want to include marketing and the and the cost of the, you know making that film and its final uh, money spent on it, you know, you got to include marketing, and it's usually the cost of the production so you're looking around 250 million for the production budget and marketing combined and i think it just finished its box office total and it got 39.2 million <laughs> worldwide that is just worldwide oh my life <laughs> worldwide like oh it's it's just tragic man like i mean i get it's pandemic but this is brutal in any time like just oh, i don't know how you do it but yeah anyway the Batman had a very strong hold, very impressive. Only dropped fifty one percent from its, you know, impressive opening weekend last mm. weekend as well. And you know, you combine it with the international total over the weekend, it's got four hundred sixty three million worldwide so far. And you know, to get that billion dollar mark, it, it's going to be a struggle. I mean, might it's probably unlikely at this point. We got to see how China, how it performs in China. Mm. I know they're not historically batman fans it's not that batman doesn't have big presence in china mm. so we've got to see where it you know where it fits in and you know hopefully it can get that thing but this is still very impressive regardless i think it's encouraging for any studio and theaters to see this definitely yeah i mean do you guys have any thoughts on this weekend's box office results i, I agree with you i don't think it's going to quite hit that one billion if it does mm. it's going to be like joker or the dark knight where it just scrapes a billion just gets over that mark yeah, yeah that i mean again china will have a big boost mm. the runtime for the batman definitely hurt its chances yeah 100 percent. if it was like a 
Dark Knight Rises sort of runtime or less, mm. you can guarantee it'll, it'll be a billion. It's sort of like two and a half hours sort of thing. Yeah, two two and a half, two two forty. Mm. I'll reach there, but like pushing close to three hours, that's a lot of time. Yeah, people and like the thing that gets movies to that billion is the rewatchability. Mm. And does everyone half for the three hour mark? Eh, for yeah, people does to everyone want to come wanna, back? Yeah, yeah. want to spend three hours plus like twenty one? I mean, I've done that. But I'm happy to do that as well, because <laughs> Batman. Yeah. But like casual, like they they wouldn't really want to go mm. three hours for a film. Um, what you said, Spider Man at fifth, and it released in December seventeenth. Well, still around. Well, almost three months in, it's still on top five of box office. Oh yeah, this is its third month. Yeah, twelfth yeah. week, I think maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely its last legs. Hundred percent, it's on last legs. Yeah. To, two weeks, three weeks from now, will be out of that top five. But it's yeah. still doing amazing. I'm trying to pull in. Like close to ten million. Yeah, that, that that's surprising for me as well. I, I feel that's just Tom. Still Holland. doing quite nice. Yeah, yeah I, feel, I feel that's a Tom Holland effect. Tom Holland effect eh? going on in there, but yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think when we look at these sort of runtimes of you know films overall that have shown success, Endgame's not a short film. You're it's, right. Three hours. It is three hours, yeah. Um, yeah. 2.8 billion, 2.7 billion. Yeah. Um, and Avatar, again, not a short film. Two hours 40, maybe. Is it that long? Yeah. It's quite a long film. Oh, wow. I, um, I thought it was like 210. So yeah. I think three hours is demanding, mm. um, but you have to prove to the audience that it's worth it. Your, your points of those two movies, mm. Endgame was literally 10 years of storytelling built within that one film. That's very true. To come like, yeah. to a finale. Mm. Avatar had that 3D and visual effects that no one's ever seen before, ever. So you yeah. need to bring something special to the table in order to justify that three-hour mark. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And while, yes, the Batman does do a few things that are very, like, special within the genre, mm. um, it's not doing that sort of special thing across all films. The, 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 the groundbreaking, Breaking. groundbreaking stuff. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah um as for the success of it you know um with china's help uh i suppose it could probably hit 800 to 900 nine on i think the 800 to 900 is a safe bet yeah do 900 and billion it's not out of reach for that it can't out of reach billions a struggle yeah yeah i think we will see a fall off though because um the market starts to heat up yeah Yeah. and also i just think that you know as nayan says it's it's that runtime that might give people pause to recommend it to others yeah because they'll be like i liked it but it was a bit long i don't know if i want to like subject my friend to that yeah or my acquaintance Mm -hmm. yeah don't worry lads i'll make sure it hits a billion (laughs) <laughs> yeah. i'll take time off work and just watch back to back to back to back screenings oh, no. <laughs> i mean i i think you guys are, are missing a key part of this and and that is, and that is russia you know the, the stuff going on there right now um mm-hmm. we're not getting into that of course but um you know russia's a it's a it's a decent market decent box office market you know films can make over 50 million there that's significant mm-hmm. you know it, it's gonna take a hit I, I never thought batman could get over 50 million there of course but you know, you take away, you know, 20 to 50 million. That's quite significant. It could... Especially the largest country in the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, mm. could, it could reach, you know, that, that 970 mark and Russia could have done it. Um, made, get it across that billion mark. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I do agree with you guys on the rewatchability aspect. Um, you know, but I was down with my family, um, you know, uh, yeah, 
New Plymouth and New Zealand, of course. Um, and, you know, they, they were talking about the Batman there and they never talked about Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. You know, I mean, I was there for a, for a party and people were actually talking about it like, you know, it, it's good. Go see it. Like, it's good. And then like, mm. oh, what do you think of the Batman? Like, no one talked about Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home in my family. I think there's something intriguing about this for, you know... Casual, casual, casual movie guys, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the trailers do do a good job of that. Um, the three hour mark will be a turn off to people, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I think the large drop is, oh, not the large drop, sorry, the impressive hold <laughs> that the Batman had. I, I think it's a you know um, a testament to uh, you know the casual uh, yeah. intriguing the casual movie guys, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that is going to do it from us. Um, I hope you guys, uh, endured the whole episode length. I know this was a long one, mm. lots to cover, but you know, I, I, I had a blast and I hope you guys did too. Uh, do you guys agree with all that we've discussed today? I mean, are you, are you a fan of Florence Pugh and Austin Butler joining, you know, the world of Dune or, or you know, or even perhaps you're more excited for a God War series than Nayan is. Challenge me, please. Yeah, it, it's going to be tough, but, you know, whatever it is, whatever your thoughts are, you know, head on over to our Instagram at moviegains. And from there, we can just have a chat. You know, we're also active on, you know, Facebook and moviegains.com if those platforms are more your cup of tea. As always, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. Cheers to everyone who tuned into our show today. It is always good being a part of your day by discussing all things pop culture. See everybody, enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next time. See you later, guys. Goodbye, goodbye.